Dudes, check it out. If you're like me and pretty much every other person working from home, you've been staring at your gray hairs and all of your colleagues' gray hairs on video calls for months now. Maybe you've been thinking about coloring your hair. If so, you're not alone. I know some of you tend to trip on this notion. Let me talk to you about Madison Reed Mister and what caught my attention. What caught my attention were the before and after shots of beards. Madison Reed Mister is a gray blending natural color for your hair and your beard. Like sometimes you look at guys and they've got like this shoe polish look and you got to laugh, right? You got to clown them. That's not what's going on here. Maybe you're not looking for a drastic change. Maybe you want a little more pepper and a little less salt. Whatever look you're going for, Madison Reed Mister makes it easy to find your color match right there on the website. And they deliver it right to your door and the process is quick and it's easy. You simply apply the color gel to dry hair. You apply the color activator. You wait 10 minutes. You rinse. You shampoo. Bam! The natural looking hair color fades gradually, so there is no commitment. Go to MadisonReedMr.com, MadisonReedMr.com, use the code Rome, get 10% off free shipping on your first box of Madison Reed Mr. One more time, use the code Rome. Why wouldn't you do everything you could to look as good as you can look? And the poor guy, how's he gonna pay for his house? And then so then I went into this embarrassed mode of going. What the f***? And then people are telling me, hey, man, you don't want to burn a bridge. They might ask you back. And then I'm thinking, you know what? That, man. WWE burned a bridge with us because they got us for a steal with what it's going to f***ing take to get us back. It was literally nose to the ground, and let's let's turn the world upside down. It's cracking. What's up? Welcome to episode 140 of the Jim Rome Podcast. I am hyped to have you here today because our guests are not just guests. They're damn good friends of mine. I'll say that. I'm proud of it. Professional wrestling may not be your thing, but that does not matter a bit when it comes to Carl Anderson and the big LG, Doc Gallows, a.k.a. the Good Brothers. I could list off the tag team titles, the pay-per-view appearances, and the legendary moments from the ring, but it's not about that with these cats. It's about chopping it up with two of the funniest, most genuine brothers I've ever run into in my decades of doing this. Now, if you're new to this podcast and you're stopping by for the bros via the pro wrestling community, welcome. Great to have you here. If you've been here before and you've got no idea who these guys are, strap the hell in. It is time to brother the podcast softly with the good brothers and my guys, Machine Gun Carl Anderson and the big LG Doc Gallows, and it's coming at you right now. Warning, the following podcast contains extremely explicit content. All right, I'm absolutely hyped for this off the very top. I want to acknowledge a few things before we dive in and get properly caught up on the wild last four months with you good brothers. The first thing I want to hit on is the relationship between the jungle and the good brothers and how much it means to me personally and the fact that you guys, especially you, Carl, have a history with the show. Now, Gallows, you go back a few years, but Carl, you go back a few decades. So let me start with you, Carl. For those who do not know, exactly how far back do you go with the show and what role has the jungle played in your life especially with you and your parents so it goes back to 2001 I, I was living in cincinnati and my and my jobless roommate obviously was a was a ridiculous clone one of the best guys of all time he lives in las vegas we call him vegas and he used to listen to jim rome 
sports talk all three hours, and I would go, dude, what are you listening to? Because you got to give it a chance. Give it a chance. It's 2001. I was 21 years old. I sit there. I start listening. I start laughing. I go, holy shit, man. Then I tell my dad, hey, dad, you got to listen to Jim Rome. He goes, no, no, I'm good. I go, dad, please. Dad listens one fucking time, and he has not missed a show for 19 years. And literally, my mom and dad got divorced when I was seven years old, right? And me and my dad, like, you know, our, our, our relationship was, like, literally a little bit, like, estranged as, we were, as I was growing up. And I'm not kidding, man. The fucking jungle brought us together. We talked about it today, but literally before I go off track, he goes, Chad, or Carl, no offense, brother. I know you did WrestleMania. I know you did Talking Shopamania. I know you threw out a first pitch, but I don't give a shit about any of that, brother. You're going in the jungle. And so, like, that's what he's most pumped about, man. And it, it, it brought me and my dad closer. Me and my mom went to the tour stop in 2002. Like, the jungle's been special to me for a long time, man. And to be able to develop, a, you know, a friendship and relationship with you and the whole show, it's, it's really fucking cool. Chad, I mean, Carl, get fucking chills hearing that story, man. That is so good. All right, so the second thing I want to acknowledge, as great as you guys sound, I want to establish the fact that the conversations we've had in the past have been in studio. That means the world to me, but because of COVID and travel restrictions and social distancing, we're going to settle for the phone today, which is fine. I would have much rather had you bros in person, LG. Without getting into what happened at WWE and now Impact Wrestling yet, we'll get into all that. I want to ask you, Big Dog, what is the pandemic been like for you in terms of family and home life man it's been uh it's been wild uh chad too bad i, I want to go back just a second though and, and reiterate that like for me jim rome is burning was a big deal in our house but furthermore chad's father and i have a relationship based on you based on the jungle he <laughs> sent me a he sent me a precursor text to pump me up. He said, bring the energy. Rome loves you guys. Great. Get ready to go back into the fucking jungle. And uh, he called me even more excited about today. it. He, Sorry yeah, to cut he, you off, LG. He, call, he called me eight fucking times today, my dad did. I was like, Dad, give me a break. Sorry, LG. He, oh, he was going nuts. He loves it. But as far as the pandemic, you know, I, I almost felt guilty saying this. When it started, we got let go, whatever. Uh I got all this time at home with my new beautiful wife. We were hanging by the pool. We were doing all kinds of shit. Uh, the kids were home. And then, you know, my harebrained idea that I came up with when we were released to, uh, to bring Talk and Shop of Mania, our very own pay-per-view, to fruition. Uh, the first pro wrestlers to ever put their own show on pay-per-view before. Uh, we got to work on that. And then I was busier than I've ever been in my life with all of that. And we were negotiating with impact new japan pro wrestling working on a ton of cool side projects we got a beer coming out a cartoon coming out a bunch of shit like that and uh it went from like vacation mode to nose to the grindstone and now you're not just body slamming other good brothers now you're a fucking businessman and i've just been loving it romy it's been great well i know why that is dude that's that legendary lg hustle that came yep. back i understand that hey listen you guys have to understand and i know you'll respect this that there are people listening that absolutely love and worship you guys they probably don't even know me but they're here for this and then you've got jungle guys that don't really understand wrestling that are here for yep. me and i told them you have to get these guys this episode is brought to you by fracture fracture turns your digital images into beautiful glass prints that's right they print your photos directly on glass transforming your memories into handcrafted frameless prints this is brilliant 
This is beautiful. And Fracture helps you focus on the moments that matter most by turning your favorite memories ever into beautiful glass prints. The prints come in multiple sizes. No frame is guaranteed. And each print comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. If for any reason you do not love your print, Fracture will make it right. I'm telling you, glass prints are the best gifts ever for friends and family. They will never forget it. Some of my best pictures ever are now on glass. Upload your photo at FractureMe.com slash Rome to print your photo on glass today. And a special deal for our listeners, when you visit FractureMe.com slash Rome and you enter the promo code Rome, you'll get 20% off your order. FractureMe.com slash Rome. Enter the promo code Rome and save 20% off your Fracture glass print. It is an amazing product. I love it, and I do want to thank Fracture for sponsoring this podcast. Like, I mean, I could start anywhere. Your journeys are so amazing, but why don't we just start at the end? The end of your WWE career. I mean, why fuck around, right? Let's go right to it. <laughs> As a refresher, for those who don't know, you guys are absolute legends in Japan. You come home. You sign with the biggest outfit in the world. You do your time. It's time to do a new deal. Others are coming hard for you. And then the WWE, man, they do what they do. They start stacking cash. It's a massive deal. Just really one thought, good brother Carl. Exactly what was going through your mind when the ink was dry on that first deal, and how long did it take for you to start buying shit and digging holes in the ground for <laughs> swimming pools? Romy, I started buying shit before I ate that deal. <laughs> Fuck. When, when, I, when I came in the jungle, when, I, when we came in the jungle and sat in the studio, we hadn't even inked that big motherfucking deal yet, and we knew we were going to ink a big deal, and I was already building my mansion in fucking Tampa. But, like, I, you know, me and Gallows, man, it was like eight months of, of, of WWE, you know, really, really, really telling us how badly they wanted us to stay. And then there's a new company called AEW, which is on TNT. They wanted us to come. This is in 2019. And then Impact Wrestling was, was hitting us up. And New Japan Pro Wrestling was hitting us up. And it, like, it, it felt like a legitimately really cool free agent moment. And when they fucking stacked up the numbers that WWE stacked up, man, me and LG looked at each other. We looked at Triple H told us how much he was going to give us. And it was in Tokyo, Japan, as, as, as ironic as that is. So we, we had a match in, in Tokyo for the WWE where we teamed with Triple H. And he was also the head of talent relations. And he told us the number that, you know, he was going to give us and the amount and the amount of years. And, like, we literally looked at each other and, like, we gave each other these big brother hugs. And we even brother hugged Triple H because, like, fuck, this is, the, this is what you think about or dream about when, you know, you're, you start your journey, like, you know, 20 years ago. And. So yeah, man. I, you know, we 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 felt pumped up, and we felt like we were going to, you know, wave the WWE flag for for probably the rest of our careers. And then we were excited for it when we signed that shit. So LG, for instance, your thoughts on that? When you signed that thing, and you guys were brothering it up, I mean, did that feel to you like a deal that you could walk off on? I mean, was that it? That was kind of that was going to be the swan song deal. Um, and you know, without without being bitter pricks, because I think that we're not, and I think I am maybe even a little less so. You got to admit, I mean, Triple H, he's the game for a reason. He's got the softest hands ever. I mean, I want to change his name to Strokey McStrokerson, the way he was stroking us up there, uh, getting us prepared to ink those deals Whoa. and telling us, hey, you guys you guys are lifers now. I want to see you retire here. I want to watch your kids grow up. Very nice things to say. Very great stroking. But uh, I think in the back of our heads, we were kind of like, 
is this going to be signer's remorse? Should we have bet on ourselves? Should we have jumped out? And then we went, fuck it. No, let's just collect millions and millions of dollars, and then we can ride off into the sunset, or we can decide if we want to do one more. So that's kind of where our heads were at. Basically, once we got back you know, on the ground in the States, we were pumped up for these new deals, and then I remember right out of the gate going, all right, well, when does the fucking money check in? I want to start seeing these monstrous weekly checks rolling into the bank account. That's what we were pumped up most about, I think. Right? Well, all right, so that, that's, a, I mean, that's a great answer. That's a real honest answer, Mike. There might have been some buyer remorse, but then the shit starts to play out. Like, Carl, you get the deal, you win a couple of tag team titles at the highest level, you form a club with AJ Styles, you co-headline WrestleMania with the fucking Undertaker, right? I mean, you're living large. Coming off of WrestleMania, like the biggest thing there is, you go off the air that night, Carl. What's going through your mind then? What did you think about you, your life, your brand, and where you were with the company? I know, I know one thing. I, I, the, the, as soon as WrestleMania went off the air, I got a text message from Triple H. I got a text message from a higher up named Michael Michael Hayes, who's, who's been in the business for a long time, who's up there high in management, telling us how goddamn good it was. And, and, and me and Gallo's going back and forth. And I'll tell you, I've watched WrestleMania that night live, and I was hammered because I just celebrated that, realizing that I just main of, you know, was in, involved in the main event of night one of one of the craziest WrestleManias of all time, the first one ever in this COVID environment. Um, I was on a high, man. We were pumped. We knew, we knew what we just did. We knew what we did was good. And fuck, it felt good. The kids got to watch, but they were, you know, they were mad that we lost, which my kids are used to, but I, like, I like always tell them, this shit is fake when daddy loses, brother. That's exactly right. That's awesome. All right, so like, I mean, that, that was your life's work, dude. That was the big arena, the big stage. You guys murdered it, and then Big dude, not long thereafter, LG, Vince McMahon drops a video saying, you know, we're going to have to let some people go. Dude, what did you think when you saw that? Were you at all nervous, LG, when you saw that? I wasn't nervous at all. It's funny because, uh, you know, I've told abbreviated versions of this story. I got done working out. I was in the beautiful, ginormous uh, home sauna that I purchased on my new beautiful contract money. And I'm sitting there, and I was literally, we have several group texts with a lot of the guys. We're, we're the good brothers for a reason, so we're always you know, pumping up the boys when they need it, giving advice, whatever. And we're going, listen, guys, if something happens, it's a good environment in wrestling right now. COVID's going to pass. There's a lot of wrestling jobs out there. Don't worry. We weren't worried for ourselves at fucking all. We just main evented WrestleMania. We're thinking, oh, man, I'm worried about my friends. You know, we got one buddy who's got a pregnant wife. He thought he was on the chopping block. It turns out he was. But for, for us, hell no. We thought we were fine. We're apologizing for people. I mean, pe- people were texting us going, Man, I just I just got the call and, and and we're going. Oh, poor guy, fuck. Brother, that sucks. That's, you know, you that's terrible you for anything. you. You know, I I even went downstairs and told my wife. I said, Vince just sent us a weird video saying they're gonna furlough some people and lay some people off. But I'm gonna tell you something, baby girl. I'm pretty fucking confident, man. <laughs> and I walked back upstairs and I started feeding little baby Cash's bottle. And that's when I got the call, Jim. If you don't, I'll, I'll just go into it because it's sure, kind of equal sure. together. But yeah, yeah. I saw I saw the head of talent relations calling me, and I was like. No, no, hold, hold on a second. Maybe he's calling me to tell me to have a great day or something, you know. I say, hello. He goes, I go, hello, man, you must have a busy fucking day. And he goes, brother, it, it, it's not a good day for you. And I went, yep, it's just business, brother. And he goes, I know, man, but I, I'm really sorry. I said, it's just business. And I wanted to get off the fucking phone quick, really quick. I was, well, I'm about to call your partner right now, right? So he calls LG, and this is my favorite story, because he calls LG, and LG, go ahead, brother. Well, well, I, I didn't think it was for that either. I, that's weird. He's calling me in the middle of doing all this. 
And then he goes, I got to admit, I didn't think your name was going to be on the list. I go, wait a minute, me? Are you fucking serious? And he goes, yeah, sorry, man. I went, what the fuck? So immediately I went off the phone too. And he goes into it's just business. It's just business. But I hung up the phone still in the sauna and, uh, you know, I've been through this stuff before the ups and downs of the wrestling business. So, you know, I go straight into LG hustle mode. I make two phone calls. I hit up hot Carl and I go, listen, brother, don't worry. We're booked in Spain and we're booked in Peru headed there in August. Got us a great payday. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's going, what the fuck are you talking about? Wow. <laughs> Dude, I, LG, I, I, I love that about you, man. You've got this thing like, no rear view mirror, not for your rig or your car, but for life, man. You ain't looking back. I really admire that. Like, you immediately went into hustle mode. Carl, I got to ask you, like, I, I think, I mean, that was you guys were working on a major deal. We've all been in business, and you always hear this, Carl, like, business is business. It's not personal. I got a different take. Of course it's fucking personal. You just got fired. We've all been there, man. We've all been there. Carl, my take on this, like the LG just said, like, I already went into hustle mode. Carl, you're a super upbeat dude. You've got a lot of gratitude. But when that went down, did you for a time go into a dark place? Did you ever actually question whether or not you still want to do the thing you love most? I knew no matter what, I would continue doing what I was doing. But I'm not going to lie. It was about an hour of what the fuck. And then I started getting text messages from my coworkers. And then this is the one that really got me, Romy. I got a couple messages from some neighbors, right? And I'm going, why the fuck does everybody know? And then I realized that I'm a, I'm a, a quote-unquote celebrity or public figure, and, they, and, they, and WWE releases this fucking statement that they've fired us. And then I start going, Jesus Christ, everybody knows. And then I start, and then I start looking at all my neighbors thinking they're making fun of me and laughing at me for getting fired. And, and the poor guy, how's he going to pay for his house? And then, So then I went into this embarrassed mode of going, what the fuck? And then people start telling me, hey, man, you don't want to burn a bridge. They might ask you back. And then I'm thinking, you know what? Like, fuck that, man. The WWE burned a bridge with us because they got us for a steal with what it's going to fucking take to get us back. Because, yeah, man, I was pissed off for a while. But having LG, like, literally as, like, my tag partner and, like, literally my brother, like, the the, the we help each other because I'm positive, I'm upbeat, but there's times when I'm fucking pissed off and down and LG will bring me up. And then there's lots of times when the big LG is being a big guy and in a really fucking moody, <laughs> moody, moody son of a bitch and I got to bring him true. back up. So, like, we helped each other through this shit and, like, I think our families helped us get through it and then it was literally nose to the ground and let's fucking, let's turn the world upside down. And that's great. I love that so much. So one final thought, and you guys have been really good about laying this out and I do want to talk about the future, but I just want to ask one last thing. Like in a way, it doesn't really matter why they did what they did because you guys know they, they did it. It's a fact. You have to deal with it. You have to react and you guys have, man, and you've turned it around. You've come back with a vengeance, but you know how, how it is, man. There's so many fans that still want to know what the hell just happened WWE, I would imagine, would say, hey, it's business, it's the pandemic, it's COVID, we have to make cuts. Like, LG, you've heard that. Do you buy that, or is there something else to it? Why did they let you guys go after signing you to an enormous deal? No, it, it, of course they're going to say that. And maybe in some cases that was what, what happened, but there was a specific reason for us, uh, you know, and we, we heard, we, we, you know, our buddy AJ Styles was extremely pissed off. He was mad. He wanted answers. He went to Vince McMahon and said, I've never lied to you. Don't lie to me. What the hell happened? And Vince, I guess, after a few moments said, okay, fine. Uh, your guys were not on my list. Gallows and Anderson weren't on my list. 
uh, Paul Heyman came in here and added them to my list. And, and you know, and piecing the, the puzzle pieces together later on, we find out, we figure out, we hear that, that this, this was a guy who was really an integral figure in getting us to come on board and sign, even with that enormous deal. We had a hell of a deal on the table over at AEW, the, you know, the, the competitor, so to speak, on TNT. And he, he made us a lot of promises about how we'll be used well and, and we'll look good on TV and we'll always be represented. And there's nothing to worry about and how great, we, you know, that he thought both of us were and how complimentary he was. And he said, and listen, if none of this ever happens or something doesn't pan out, if I ever fucking lie to you, I want you to fucking bury me. That's a quote. So when we came out and did our podcast July 15th, our countdown to Fucktown, our big reveal of all the stuff we were doing, I had to bury him. I don't want to reiterate it and bury his ass now, but I mean, he fucking lied to our faces. So I wanted to say that and, and not necessarily to get it off my chest, but I wanted the other talent, our friends, our boys that are still there hanging and banging in WWE to know this motherfucker's a liar. He lied to our faces, and that's what happened. Uh, so, you know, AJ Styles was ex- extremely pissed off about it. Uh, he ended up switching shows over that because he didn't want to work with somebody that he couldn't trust. And, uh, yeah, that's what it came down to. Something took place along the way that uh, that turned him on us. I think, we, uh, I think we beat up somebody a little more than we were supposed to at some point. But I don't want to drag anybody else still working their end of the story um, and then everything kind of changed from, from that point forward. It was, it was really quick. It was a quick turn and that was it. So that's, that's what I know and what I believe took place, man. You know, that's something Carl, like, I don't know, man, like life business shit's weird like that, right? You think something is a certain way and you want to be a certain type of person and you want to have a certain heart and a certain belief, but shit can pivot, right? Shit can change and you don't really understand it, but it's a fact, isn't it? Shit can just change hard. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. Yeah, it it, it does. You can be going straight up and then there's a fucking really quick left and it just hits you, man. Like, hey, I, in 1993, I was riding bikes with my grandpa. I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but he had a heart attack and died in front of me. And, like, you can't expect that, right? And you can't expect when you sign with the WWE to get fired like that. And I don't know why I use that analogy, but it's, it's, it's a life thing that, you know. It's a it, life it moment, us, man. It shocks right. the fuck out of us. And, and, and at that moment, literally, like, you know, LG's called. He called me probably six times in that first hour, and I wasn't answering my phone at all. So my phone was blowing up. and. And, 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 and LG probably called me five or six times. And then when I finally answered, like, I listened to this motherfucker go on this spiel of all these things we were going to do. And I'm going, God damn it. He's right. He's fucking right. And then we did it. Bros, I want to ask something really quick. I think there's a big, not to get too heavy and too deep, but when you talk about a life moment, I mean, we're talking about, like, defining shit defining life moments and we're in a world right now where there's a lot of people facing a lot of really heavy shit i mean what you guys went through could have been construed as painful embarrassing humiliating because you are celebrities i mean everybody's seeing it you're living it it's all the above yet you all turn this thing around pretty quickly carl even if you were mad for what a few hours you got leverage on this shit if somebody's dealing with something right now and they're fighting the losing battle man like they're losing to the thing they're losing to the monster how did you guys turn that shit around so fast you know, and like my sister-in-law just just told my mom. My mom's here visiting me today at the Good Mother, and she uh, <laughs> and, and my, my my sister-in-law just just texted my my mom and said that she that they finally officially got rid of her job today, and so you know th- my brother and 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 his wife are are struggling a little bit, and like there's a lot of people in the world right now that are going through shit. Like so, I don't want us to look like 
we're the ones that are complaining or crying because there's a lot of people that were affected by by this by this COVID environment. And the, literally, the thing is though that I've learned through everything. I mean, like you just got to reach out to people and keep your head up, man. And fucking and I promise you, you can turn it around. I mean, just you get you find somebody like the LG that can that can make you get fucking pumped up, and you can turn shit around. Anything can be turned around. I love that. So LG, like say April 2020. You know, I mean, you're already back in hustle mode and you're working it, but you guys got options. Now, that's the other thing. You guys had options. Some thought you'd return to New Japan. Some thought that AEW would come really, really hard. But then on July 18th, LG, you announced your signing with Impact Wrestling. Exactly what was their pitch to you? How did they win you over? Uh, Scott's a more at Impact Wrestling. Uh, for those who don't know, he's an EVP there, but he's been a personal friend. He's been a guy who he's known Carl and Carl's trainer since, since, since Chad started out. Uh, he actually, when I left Impact Wrestling before, which was TNA at the time, he was my agent, and him and Carl are the ones who got me to New Japan, who, who got me in there, got me in the door there, changed my whole career forever. So we're looking at this as a guy we know and we trust, and he's coming with big promises big offers and and we trusted him i think that's what it came down to and and then the other thing that was so beautiful about that was you know i was on the phone with scott 15 20 minutes after all this went down the first time he's texting uh when you're ready to talk let's talk i'm already ready to talk i know that, that chad needs to decompress he's got the kids at home and all that stuff but when i started to really talk to scott and scott said look i go man we got all this outside shit we have all this stuff I'm looking at this as a blessing. You have to, that we were handcuffed by WWE. We wouldn't have been able to really go full bore with our podcast and take it to where, where it's gone, where it's going. Uh, we couldn't have launched the beer. We sure as hell wouldn't have been allowed to put on our own parody pay-per-view making fun of the company that, that we were working for. And Scott said, hell yes to all that. <laughs> Let's wear each other's hats. We'll wear the good brother hat. You guys wear the impact hat. Let's co-brand, let's build, let's grow together. And it was such a feeling of, I don't know the word, if it's self-righteous or, or just uh, satisfaction. Satisfaction would be the word. When the man did what he said, we're going into Talking Shop of Mania that aired on pay-per-view and I pay-per-view on Fight TV August the 1st. And the guy, he rolls out a commercial that he took and, and had their production company produce for us. The commentators are pushing our pay-per-view that they don't get a cent off of. This is all us, self-produced. And, and, and I just went, this is where I want to work, and these are the people that I want to be associated with. And this is a, a business relationship that I think can be long-term because they know the value that we bring to the table. They know that we're going to wear that hat, and them wearing, wearing ours, uh, it doesn't get much bigger than that for me. Um, that solidified everything. Good fit, good fit. They get you, you get them. Carl, speaking about hats, like you guys debuted at Impact, not only as the outfit's biggest two stars, but also as baby faces. I've only known you two dudes to be heels. What's it been <laughs> like to be good guys so far, Carl? You know, I think I, I, I look at ourselves, me and Gallows, I feel like whenever we walk into a locker room, like we're more worried about seeing if we can get the boys to laugh <laughs> than, and by, by telling our stupid fucking stories than anything. So I, I've always considered ourselves baby faces anyway. So even though we're, we're so used to being heels on screen, and we wanted to be the bad guys on screen because we're, we're comfortable that way. But, you know, when we're being ourselves, I think naturally we're good guys. And so, like, us coming in there, like, the way we came in and, you know, ended, ended up being Impact's uh, highest rated tweet of all time. 
Um, they ended up, and Impact hasn't trended in a while. And, and, and Slammiversary was the pay-per-view we debuted at, and we announced we were coming. And Impact, Impact Wrestling was, was, was trending uh, between one and two with UFC that night. And it's, it, it felt good that we were, be, we were able to be, a, to be a part of that and be the reason it happens. Like, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Man, it's great to see, too. What's cracking? Jim Rome here to tell you there are 100 million reasons why you should listen up. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all of their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize. To claim your share of up to 100 mil in instant giveaways, all you have to do is download the app and sign up using the promo code ROME, then enter DraftKings free football survivor pool. Yes, it really is that easy to claim your share of up to 100 mil in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win a $1 million cash prize. While the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner, everybody who signs up and enters DraftKings free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus prize of at least 5 bucks in value upon entering. While you're in the app, do not forget to check out all the great daily fantasy contests DraftKings is hosting for this week's basketball and golf action. Download the DraftKings app right now, use the promo code Rome, and claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash top prize. Promo code Rome to get your share of $100 million bucks in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Ochi, one thing, one more business thing, and I'm not looking for you to tamper with anything or get in the middle of anything, but we're talking about your guy, AJ Styles, and obviously I know how much he means to you both, how much you mean to him. LG, do you get a sense, like you mentioned, that he had to move to another team to get away from somebody he didn't trust? Like, is he happy where he is, or would he be happier with you bros at Impact? Uh, I think that he would be happy as hell to sit in the locker room with us and be around his boys again. But I also know how many zeros are attached to that check every week, which is a real <laughs> confidential thing with Uncle Allen. And uh, he can wait a couple of years to be happy with us and just collect that for right now. But, yeah, uh, satisfaction-wise, definitely would love to be hanging out with some boys. But uh, I respect the man finishing out his uh, retirement years and doing what he's got to do and uh, collecting that massive-ass check. Good for him. That's what you want your brothers to do. We've never been the kind of guys to be jealous of, oh, this guy got this deal or this guy did that. We go, fuck, that's great. Maybe we'll get it, too, or higher. You know, and I think you got to be that way. That's why you guys are the good brothers. Uh, Carl, let's get down to some of the stuff that you guys have been doing. It's one thing to say, yeah, man, we're good. We're great. We got opportunities. I want to talk about some of the shit you guys have pulled off recently. Let's get down to the brass fucking tax. Talking shopamania. That's a fucking mouthful right there. Let me set this up. You guys take it from here, but so you got Talking Shop is the name of your hugely popular podcast. Then you dudes, Carl, decide earlier this month to put on the world's first ever podcast wrestling pay-per-view. You spoof the name WrestleMania with Talking Shopamania. Carl, a few thoughts. Like, whose idea was that? How much did it cost to buy? Who the fuck paid for that? And what exactly <laughs> did you present the paying viewing public? Do what you want. Lay that out for me. I'll tell you, about about an hour and a half, when I finally started answering my phone again, about an hour and a half after I fucking couldn't believe what just happened to me when the feds, when fucking WWE fired me, Gallows, Gallows gets on the phone with me and our other partner that, that does Talk and Shop podcast with us named Rocky. He goes, all right, guys. 
we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing this. And also, I'm running a pay-per-view in my backyard. Um, and you guys can either be involved or not, but I'm doing one, I'm doing one no matter what. So are you going to do it or not? And I go, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a fucking briefcase on a tree match. We're gonna, Me and you are going to be in the main event. It's going to be a boner yard match. There's going to be dildos everywhere. And I go, what the fuck are you talking about? And then... I said, fuck, I'm not doing that, buddy. And then every day he just kept telling me, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And all of a sudden we started piecing this together. And I started going, man, this is, this is fun. Because we, we put some bad wrestling out there. Because people know that this bad wrestling is fun to watch. And we're having fun doing what we're doing. And then being able to spoof the Boneyard match. Because let's be honest. The Boneyard match, sure, it, it was really cool to be involved in. And it was really, really cool because of this COVID environment. But if they had the boneyard match on a normal WrestleMania with 70,000 people watching that screen, they would have been fucking pissed off and it would have sucked. So to be able to do the boner yard match and have fun with, with, with what we were involved in at WrestleMania, fuck man. And yes, we had to pay for it. Gallows, Gallows was like 12 and a half grand in the hole. And he made sure he got that back. So he bought a fucking hearse, Jim. <laughs> a hearse. <laughs> oh. Hey, tell him that Gallows. He bought do a it. hearse and, and he was trying to get insurance on the hearse. How'd that go? Oh. I, I got this big, beautiful house right now, and I got a goddamn hearse sitting in front of it with Chad Too Bad stickers all over it that I don't know what to do with. Now. Oh man! All right, uh, so those LG for those who do not understand, the Boner Yard match was the main event of Talking Shop Mania. It featured Chad Too Bad, played by Carl Anderson, and Sex Ferguson, played by you. Against my better judgment, and although Carl started, finished this out. Lay out the. Boner Yard match for me, Doc. The Boner Yard match was the parody of the Bone Yard match where one combatant must be buried alive. So we thought to ourselves, what better way to make this fun than to have us do this this fight? We dig a real grave. I get a load of dirt. I get backhoes out there. We have a graveyard in my front fucking yard. And we have this cinematic wrestling fight we have a hearse we have uh farting guys we have dildos we have cameo appearances from wrestlers from the 80s 90s today and we just thought of every ridiculous recoculous as i'd like to say uh fucking bonehead thing we could come up with and every joke that you hear about pro wrestling we tried to involve it in there because if you can't laugh at yourself at some point what the fuck are you doing uh, we had a tag team we grew up on called the Rock and Roll Express out there. They're 63 years old. They're fucking great. They're legends in our business. We do a spot where they stop the fight in the middle of it and say, what the fuck are you two jobless assholes doing? And, I mean, it was, to me, it was comedic gold. Uh, Chad, too bad. I pick him up in the Undertaker's signature tombstone pile driver on the roof of the hearse. He farts in my face. I drop him. He throws me off the hearse like I was thrown to my death at WrestleMania. He buries my ass alive, and then there's a rubber cock sticking out of the grave to go off the air. To me, you can't get any fucking better than that if you're going to spoof professional wrestling, because let's be honest, there are things about professional wrestling that need to be fucking spoofed. So we had a blast. Holy shit. Absolutely amazing. So having said all that, Brother Carl, which creative was better? The creative that the two of you set up for that, or any of the shit that you did all your time at WWE? You know, I got to say... Some of the creative at WWE was pretty damn good because that's why I got a big-ass house with a big-ass pool. So I'm going to go with Fair that enough. shit. 
But I will mm. say, talking Shopamania got a whole lot more buys than we thought. And Gallo starts telling me how much money we're going to make from talking Shopamania every day because he's bothering the guys at Fight TV to see how many buys we're getting because we're they just keep coming in. You can still get it at Fight TV, Jim. Now here's a great thing about that: you can still get that. Now, Carl, you you and I have our own kind of personal. It's not a Zoom call, but you and I, and I'm not name dropping you and I. It's just it's a fact, right? You and I will have our pops yeah. on Friday, and we'll text or we'll you know send a little video chat. It's fun, man. It's great. We're boys. That's what we do. However, this is also available for other people. Carl, is it true that you guys are hosting a 100 person Zoom meeting every other Friday night called Boozing with the Boys? Where you just sit there on camera and you get hammered in front of your fans? Is that true? <laughs> we get absolutely annihilated. And then, so we sit there and, and we'll, we'll mute all the, probably the 9,500 people that come in. And then we'll, we'll, we'll let one at a time come in and start asking questions. And you got to remember, man, LG has a, you know, his son's older now. So he doesn't have to really do a whole lot. He can just tell his son, you know, go play video games. Or his son will play video games. He just hangs out there with his new wife. And LG just gets fucking lit. So I have to start side texting Rocky, who, who who helps us with the booze with the boys. About 45 minutes in, I go, we got to get out of here before Big LG either throws up or says some something crazy. But it's some of the funnest, shit, it's some of the funnest shit that you could ever do. You could ever do. Every two weeks, Patreon.com backslash Talking Shop. Let, let me guess. Let me guess. You boys get paid for that. Oh, oh come on now. Of course, man. I'm just being funny, man. It's our podcast, and and if you enjoy a dose of that vulgarity like you're getting here, uh, (laughs) Boozing with the Boys is that on steroids. It's on the gas when we get drunk and we invite you into the shop with us. (laughs) Doc, if he... Yeah, like steroids... Steroids like LG, like LG immediately got on when we got fired from WWE. Hey, Look at the size hey, of him. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. Hey, hey, LG, for instance, like, I mean, dude, you're like, like eight foot 11, 500 pounds, bro. I would imagine it would take a lot to get you kind of annihilated. If good brother Carl is concerned that 45 minutes in, you're going to start puking all over the screen, like, what are you drinking? What are you drinking during those Zoom calls? Well, Romy, I, I think, I think from our, our conversations, our sidebar texting once in a while as well. Uh, you're a vodka guy, correct? No, you know what? I've moved on to tequila. I'm a tequila oh, guy yeah. now. Tequila guy now. Straight, man. Straight. I'm not allowed yeah. to graduate to tequila because who knows what I what I may say or do. But, but I was. For, I was. For, for a big LG uh, Patreon.com exclusive, it's called the High Boot Cocktail. Uh, Roman Reigns and, and the Usos in WWE kind of deemed it the High Boot Cocktail because I'm a big fan of throwing the High Boot. The High Boot is this. You get yourself the biggest Yeti you can buy. You fill it up with ice, then you pour in a whole shitload of vodka, diet anything on top, squeeze a citrus. High boot cocktail, right to the fucking face. You'll be right where you need to be in 30 minutes or less. It's not going to take long either. What about you, Carl? What are you putting down during the Zoom calls? Well, you know, I've because you got to remember, right? So, like, in, in Japan, I used to drink fucking probably 25 beers a night when the guys would take us out. And when we came to America, LG introduced me to the vodka, and the vodka, like, Man, that made me fucking insane. So, like, basically, all that I'm really allowed to drink anymore, especially around the hot Asian wife, is red wine. So, you just let me just fire back red wine all day long, and I'm good to go. Brother, man, if the vodka made you insane, it's a good thing you and I never hooked up back in my gin days. You would not believe what the gin would do to you. If the, the vodka, to me, was the major downgrade when I couldn't do gin anymore. So, dude, LG, I, so, like, 
LG introduced me to vodka. Like there was, we didn't drink vodka in Japan. It was always just beer, 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 beer. And then we got to, we, we signed with WWE and we go to a bar and I see him load up this, this high boot cocktail, which is a, you know, a double shot of vodka and a splash of diet. And like, next thing I know, LG's like talking, he's talking out of the side of his mouth. I'm going, what the fuck, the fuck happened to this guy? <laughs> what happened to my boy? Yeah, I mean, like, there's, I mean, there's times when I've, I've seen him fall asleep standing up, like in New Orleans. He's just standing there snoring, and I got to wake him up, brother. I mean, this, 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 vodka is something is a, is a dangerous thing, bro. That's what I'm saying, man. And I'm telling you, that was my downgrade. That was like that, that watered it down, man. That's one one day the, the three of us, dude, we're gonna go to the dark side with the gin, fellas. Like, I'm having so much fun with this. And the thing that I'm, my favorite thing about this conversation. Man, is the, the brother love between the two of you guys, man. It's so real. It's so real. I know you guys would do anything for each other personally, business-wise. And you've been on the road, man. There's got to be a million stories. I want to ask you guys a couple of things before you go. I want to hear the story. OG, tell me about, was there a dude in Nashville who called you a six-foot-eight pussy, big LG a pussy? And did he say it more than once? And where, in fact, is that guy buried right now if that story is true? <laughs> I, I don't remember the uh, the details of that. Well, of real quick, Jim. So, got, so he said it. To, so he said it to me. He said, "Where's that six foot eight pussy in there?" And I oh. said, "Buddy, you might not oh, want to. You might oh, not want to oh, say this that." This is the new story. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. This tell is me. The tell one, me, brother. Okay. Tell me what happened. Well, he fuck you. He... <laughs> <laughs> and what was he drinking? Vodka. Even vodka wouldn't make you say something that stupid. I mean, that sound studio across the street from this beautiful multi-multi-million dollar sound studio in, in Nashville, Tennessee, where we're shooting these impact tapings, it's like stepping into another world. I mean, there's people coming in there with guns. There, there's crazy homeless guys running around. There's people starting fights. I mean, this guy called me a six-foot-eight pussy, I believe, then turned around to another group of people and, and had another altercation, and then three minutes later, he's offering us not not weed brownies, cocaine fucking brownies, which I didn't even know were a Dude, thing. Dude, is that a thing? I, I was going to say, is that a thing? A cocaine brownie. Did, yeah, did, did you? Okay, well, let me ask you, Carl, Carl. Well, I'm sorry, I have, to, I have to know, LG. Did you snort the cocaine brownie, or did you swallow the cocaine brownie? <laughs> Good brother, no no cocaine for me anymore, especially. But <laughs> that's a good thing. Good for you, man. One of my one of my favorite stories with 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 us though about about getting into a fight is tell tell Jim about when we were in England and the guy wanted to fight you and you wanted nothing to do with it. I call. Well, Jim, you want to hear this one? Hell yes, I do. Well, we well we flew over for WWE for media and. They, they put us in this area in London called Shoreditch, and, and we didn't realize what it was. We went down to the lobby. We were done at 5 p.m. every night for three nights. And we said the first night, we go, Sir, ma'am, is there any bars outside? And she goes, <laughs> go outside and look. And we went, huh? So walked outside, and we're in Shoreditch, England. It's, it's like this insane party, part, party area of London. We go, oh, my God, there's just hundreds of bars. So we go to this bar, and, and there's – and, of course, of course, when you're with LG, man, you get recognized, right? And, like, they know me sometimes, but when you're with LG, like, he stands out. So we're, we're snapping pictures with fans. We're too sweet with fans. We're, fans are buying his beers. We're having the time of our life. Well, this little jacked-up guy must not have liked it. He walks up to me, and he gets right in my face. He goes, you want a fucking fight? And I said, what? And he said, do you want a fucking fight? <laughs> 
And I went, Jesus Christ. And I'm thinking, not really, you know. And I look up at LG, and he goes, LG goes, what did he say? I said, he asked if I wanted to fight him. LG looked at him, pushed him as hard as he could. The guy flew about 20 feet and goes, get the fuck out of here. And the guy just ran off. And I wow. said, thank you, LG. Appreciate that. That's what, that's what I got him for. That's incredible, dude. Like, it, But all it takes is one, right? You guys can be the best guys ever, sign every single autograph, take every single picture, treat everybody with respect. And Carl, like, all it takes is one, man. All it all takes, it takes is, is one. one. Yeah, and then LG pushed the guy off. The guy ran off, and LG was smiling again. Had himself a nice a nice cold beer, and he forgot about the guy. All good. Well, we, we all know that as public figures. It, it only takes one to ruin the party. Whether you're at the grocery store with your family, you're out to dinner with your wife, or you're in that kind of setting where there's a bunch of fans around. It just takes one asshole, and that's what can turn the party around. So I think eliminate that shit and continue having fun. That's it. Hey, clones, let me ask you something. Did you maybe go too hard this weekend? Goody understands that you cannot afford to let a hangover slow you down. And for a hangover that is really tough, you need real medicine. Goody's hangover is more than the natural supplements that you have seen before for treating hangovers. With a history rooted in analgesics and putting an end to tough pain, Goody's hangover has the right formula to stop pain fast and provide a boost of alertness. Now you can have that fun night without worrying about the next morning. Goody's Hangover. Real medicine for real hangovers. Fast relief with a boost of alertness. And it's so easy to use. You toss it back or you mix in with some water. It's hangover pain relief at the speed of powder. Fast pain relief with a boost of alertness. And relieves minor aches and pains due to the hangover, the headache, the muscle aches. And helps to restore mental alertness when experiencing fatigue or drowsiness associated with a hangover. Goodies Hangover Powder. Hey, Carl, now you mentioned Too Sweet. I got to ask you this. I mean, is it me? Tell me I misread this. I saw in your first appearance on Impact, it seemed to me that you guys retired the Too Sweet. The fuck, bros? It's only the coolest well, hand gesture in the world. Tell me you're not ditching too sweet, good brother. I got to give it to you, Roman. When I see you in person, I'll throw you one. I will we'll too sweet it with each other. But, you know, when we started the Bullet Club in 2013, it was all about a, a respect thing, right? We respected the guys that paved the way before us, and we still do. But guys like Triple H, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels, the whole NWO with Hulk Hogan and Hollywood Hogan and, 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 and the Outsiders and all those guys. And we were fans of them. And when we started it in Japan, we started doing it. And it, and it turned into a, a wrestling mainstream, mainstream wrestling famous, right? So everybody in wrestling knew about it. We come to the WWE, and I felt like they just particularly didn't want it to, they, they just didn't want it to get where it needed to be. And so I don't think there's any way in hell we're going to give those guys any more rub right now. And as much as respect as we have, we're going to let that go and we're going to evolve into just flat out good brothers and let the two sweet just ride away. I want to say this, and I say that I respect that. I understand that. I, I just I want to give you guys so much credit because that was not an easy thing to go through what you guys went through. But you understand, man, it's life and it's business and things don't always play out the way you think. Man, you come out of this so much better with such an amazing attitude that didn't change. It's easy to be the best guys ever when it's the best shit ever and everything's going well. It, but people show their true colors when things don't go well, and you guys have clearly shown that. Speaking of colors... I got to know, with gyms closed around the country, including your beloved Purple Planet Fitness, where are the brothers getting their brother pumps on? Oh, 
man. We Gallows, got, we yeah, go ahead. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful home gyms now because, you know, we signed those monsters. Because <laughs> you're rich, so we had dude. had to put in state-of-the-art home gyms, and I haven't been – I'm here in, in middle Georgia where things are very lax, maybe a little more lax than they should be uh, some places. My old gym's back open, but I haven't been back to the fucking place. I miss everybody in there if you're listening. I hope you're well, but the home gym downstairs where I can work out in my underwear with no shoes on, that's where it's at, brother. Oh yeah, we we have we have our own brother gyms, Jim. We're you know we're not gonna. I'm, I might not ever step foot in Planet Fitness again. And when we went to Nashville, Gallo said he was going to go to Planet Fitness. I said nope. My I'm gonna, I'm going to do a little brother pump right here in the in the in the in the hotel, buddy. I'm good. Yeah, he, he didn't leave either. <laughs> he stuck to it. So you guys finally tell me. I mean, I don't care what anybody says about pro wrestling and what's real and what's not. I'll tell you what's not fake. And I knew it even before I talked to you guys, because believe it or not, back in the day, like I would talk to Bret Hart, I would talk to guys, and you could tell, man, the price that they were paying and the toll it takes on your body. Like, you guys have been doing this a long, long, long time. Luke, you're 36. Carl, you're 40. You guys look amazing. But when you guys get up and you roll out of bed in 2020, how you all feel? Man, uh... I, it, it's weird. I normally would say, great, Jim, but uh, you, you start to feel it. You know, we're both at 18 years in, but it's funny you asked me that today because I got up this morning and I particularly did not feel as, as I normally do. So I went downstairs, I got my brother pump, I did a whole hour in the sauna, I got out and I stretched, and then I took myself straight to the massage therapist. So it's, you got to do a little more uh, self-care now, I think, than we had to do in our 20s and stuff because then you're invincible, but... All these years and years of the grind and the wear and tear and the bumping and the flying over the top rope, that shit takes its toll on you. So uh, some days are better than others, but I think we've uh, we've held up pretty well. And I was just telling the wife ski that um, I got to pay attention and probably get a little more massage, a little more chiropractic, a little more of that shit that I don't particularly love going and doing. But uh, it's time because we want to keep on rolling and, and we got the momentum on our side as we had before. So there's no reason to slow down. Hey, listen, so we got to take care of ourselves it's, and keep it going. It's the moneymaker, body is temple. Listen, Carl, That's last right. thing. Listen, uh, you know, you, your family's beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and it's not fair for me to single anybody out. But for those who don't know, take a moment and talk to me. What's it been like with the addition of Baby Cash? Man, you know, I was always on the road. So when I had my first son, he's two. I have, I have four boys, right? So they're 10, 8 six and two now and so i had my first son and five days later i went back to japan for six weeks uh i had my second son i went back to japan for a month i had my third son and i left day of to go to canada and then to japan so being able so basically baby cash is the two-year-old that i've been around him more than any of the other babies any of the other kids because you know, even as crazy as, as the WWE schedule is, where you're on the road four days a week, every single week, in a different city every single night, I was at least home once a week. So I'd be home for two nights, or I'd be home for three nights. And my kids, my older kids, weren't used to that. They were used to Daddy being gone for almost three weeks at a time sometimes, and then come home for six days, and then be gone again. So I've got this relationship with this relationship with the little one that it, it, it's – I've never been around a baby this much. And so it's amazing. And then with this pandemic hitting and not, you know, before we got fired, but we're still, we weren't on the road at all. So I'm just home all the time, which was kind of a wake up call in itself, just trying to be used to being home. But man, I'm so close to baby cash. It's, it's, 
it's pretty crazy. And, and, and it got me closer to all my kids. And, and that, that's where it, it turns into a and, – and my wife. And that's where it makes – you know, you think something is – is really is really fucking going the wrong way. It, it, it honestly, it, if you look at it the right way, it's a blessing. Oh, it's the best thing ever if you look at it the right way. And we need to find a way to look at it the right way because it is the right way, fellas. I mean, God, I love you guys, and what a great conversation. Before you go, as I mentioned, those who know you guys and love you guys know where to find you guys. But as a refresher to them and all of the jungle listeners who may not have been down but now are, there are so many different things that you guys are doing. I want you to take a moment and direct them to exactly where they need to be. Where should they go to get more? of this great content hit it lg well you can check our social medias first and foremost at machine gun ka for the machine gun carl anderson i'm the underscore big lg uh listen to the hashtag worst podcast ever where we say drink what do we say we say crack a beer take off your pants listen to the worst podcast ever talk and shop wherever you listen to podcasts rate listen and subscribe Please, all the bonus content, all the real dirty shit, patreon.com backslash talking shop, gallowsandanderson.com for our merchandise, as well as collar and elbowbrand.com. Check us out. We got all kinds of cool shit coming up. And uh, as much as Hot Carl doesn't want me to say this publicly, we are in the planning stages for the historic sequel to Talking Shop Mania, Talking Shop Mania 2. I'm hoping will air before year's end. Hey, Hot Carl, where do we go from a boner yard match? How do you top that? I like how you keep, call, I like how you keep calling me Hot Carl, fuck. Um, I'm sli- I'm sli- man, I'm sli- trust me, Jim, I, I'd love to be able to tell you, maybe after we go off the air. Uh, so I, I don't want to do Talking Shop Mania 2 right away so, yet, so quickly because it's just a lot of work. But LG and Rocky are on me, which means I have to do it. But as soon as we get off the air, I'll tell you exactly what the main event is, and I think you're going to appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already do. I already do without even knowing what it is, fellas. Like, I appreciate you also, Carl. Be sure that, first of all, thanks for dragging the big boy in. Thanks, and be sure that you pass along my love and respect to Pops. Man, I'm so glad that Pops, after all these years, is still down and still has your back and my back and made sure to call both you guys repeatedly today to make sure you're ready for this. So definitely give 100%. Pops love and respect. Always, always. I, I, I literally, I'll hang up now, and he's just gonna—he's just gonna be going nuts. I mean, this is more important to him than anything. <laughs> Talking to the jungle, brother. Jungle karma, brother. Jungle oh, karma. Man. Big shout out to brother John Allegra. He's gonna love that. I'm gonna say it again, John Allegra in the jungle. You boys are the absolute best. It ne- when nothing lives up to the hype, you two smashed it. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the respect, the friendship. We're all fam. You're the good brothers, and that is an all-time podcast, brothers. Thank you so much for that. Love you, Romy. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Romy. We love you. Love the jungle. Thanks for the love. Everybody knows the risks of driving drunk. You could get into a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But why don't we take a moment and look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by one-third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives every single year. Drunk driving can also have a big impact on your wallet. You could get arrested and incur enormous legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So, what can you do to prevent drunk driving? 
Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver. Call a taxi. If somebody you know has been drinking, take their keys, arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure, you're wrong if you think it's not that big of a deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Are you kidding me about these guys? The freaking good brothers. Brother rating infinity. I love these guys. I truly do. What a great treat to get them on this podcast where they can do their thing and really let it rip. Now, if you want to see these bros get over in the ring, check them out on Impact Wrestling every Tuesday night on Axis TV or on the exclusive Axis Twitch channel. They're also on their own podcast, Talking Shop, and they've got their Friday night Zoom calls, boozing with the boys. But most importantly, head on over to Twitter, tell these guys how much you loved what you just heard from them. Carl is at Machine Gun KA, Gallows is at the underscore Big LG. Appreciate y'all listening and subscribing, reviewing, and sharing. We are back next week with Ep 141, but until then, here are your voicemails. First new message. Rome, Justin, and Melbourne. Man, I wouldn't pay Jack to see Del Hoya fight Canelo. Are you kidding me? But I would pay money to see Dana White and Oscar De La Dummy get in the cage and have my boy Dana White choke his little ass out. That would be priceless. Message saved. Next message. Jimmy, Mark from Parts Unknown. Hey, thanks for letting me Airbnb the lake house this week. I really appreciate that reading material you left for me in the boathouse. Um, Hey, call me back, though. I really need to know how to get this wine stain out of the carpet you got here. Thanks. Message deleted. Next message. Oh, Romy Rome. What up, man? It's your boy, Matt, in L.A. Our dude, Delahoya, man. To quote Ozzy Gian, please. Nobody wants to see that, Oscar. Come on, bro. Like dude was saying, man, just stick to your Bolivian marching powder and bourbon nights and go away, dude. Nobody wants to see you get your ass handed to you by some youngster, bro. Message saved. Next message. Hey, what's up, Rummy? I always save the uh, podcast for the weekend, and Feldman was awesome. It's so deep how this thing hits these kids because it's going to affect kids that are all the way in middle school. You know, it sucks. And that was such a great podcast. And then I flipped over and listened to you with uh, George Brett. And that was fucking hilarious, dude. I still got to listen to you on Ed's podcast. Cheers, buddy. Message saved. Next message. Yo, Jim, it's Rocky from Philadelphia. I was listening the other day about Oscar Dental Dummy making a comeback. I mean, I know a lot about comebacks. I don't know if it's such a good idea, Jim. I mean, the last idea like this was when I decided to film Rocky Five. Yo, Adrian, get my Jared. Message deleted. Next message. Bro, thanks for the buy. Tony Nevada, Dodger Blue, going all the way this year. Dave Roberts at the helm. Future Hall of Fame occurs. Dustin Tanay-May in that long-flowing red flock. And then with the code man. And then Mookie. This is the year. Forget about Slam Diego. The only thing we got to worry about then is Manny stepping on Max Muncy's ankle going down the first baseline. This is the year. Dodger Blue. Rock me. I'm out. Message saved. You have no more messages.